Hi, this is Hamida from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today's Monday, the 18th of May. India today registered its biggest one-day spike in coronavirus cases of over 5000. The total number of confirmed cases crossed 96000 with the death toll rose to more than 3000. The number of cases is the highest in all of Asia. Maharashtra remains the state with the most number of cases that is more than 33000 and close to 1200 deaths. It's followed by Gujarat and Tamil Nadu with around 11000 cases each. The number of cases in Delhi crossed the 10000 mark with the national capital's death toll at 160. The fourth phase of lockdown came into effect today with restrictions having been extended till May 31st. There are considerable relaxations in non-containment zones. With the consent of states, intra and interstate movement of passenger vehicles and buses will be allowed. Additionally, all markets, offices, industries and businesses will be allowed to open. However, restrictions on domestic and international air travel and metro services will remain. Schools, colleges and other educational institutions will also remain closed. Moreover, state governments will also decide upon the color coding of zones and on activities that will be allowed in any areas based on the individual turnout of the virus respectively. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has given an informal group of ministers the task to oversee the implementation of the economic revival package announced by him last week. According to an Indian Express report, the informal group comprises top ministers including Home Minister Amit Shah, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman, Railways and Commerce Minister Piyush Goyal, and Civil Aviation Minister Hardeep Puri. As covered by Ayan Sharma in yesterday's Daily Dose, Sitaraman had announced the fifth and last part of the 20 lakh crore package yesterday aimed at education, business, and six other areas. India and 62 other countries have backed a joint effort by Australia and the European Union calling for an independent inquiry into the World Health Organization's response to the pandemic. The draft resolution proposed for the 73rd World Health Assembly meeting today has, besides an inquiry, called for an impartial, independent and comprehensive probe into the coronavirus crisis. The inquiry is slated to look into the actions of the WHO and the timelines pertaining to the COVID-19 pandemic. Last month Australia was the first country to call for an independent inquiry into the start of the pandemic. The motion however does not mention China or the city of Wuhan where the outbreak is reported to have started. Other countries included in the draft are Japan, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, South Korea, Brazil and Canada. Following Zomato's footsteps, the food delivery company Swiggy said that it will lay off 1100 employees over the next few days. which amounts to almost 14% of its workforce the ceo and co-founder shri harsha majethi in an email to the company's employees said that the company has already been shutting down its kitchen facilities temporarily or permanently due to the pandemic swiggy will give at least 3 months salary to all impacted employees additionally it will also give 1 month salary for each year of employment with the company this will be over and above the notice period pay Chinese mobile phone company Oppo shut its factory in Noida after 6 employees tested positive for coronavirus. The company said that 3000 more employees are being tested. Oppo was one of the companies that had restarted operations after dilutions in the guidelines of the Home Ministry. Kashmir recorded another COVID-19 death today, taking the death toll to 14 in the Union territory of Jammu and Kashmir. This has been the second reported death in the last 24 hours. The patient was an elderly man from South Kashmir who had pneumonia and was on ventilator support. Additionally, 19 more policemen from district police lines in Anantnag have been tested positive today after 14 cases were reported on Sunday. The state has closed to 1200 cases. 
In Assam, a 71-year-old cancer patient died after having recently returned from Mumbai. He is the third virus-related casualty in the northeastern state. Health Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma confirmed the news on Twitter, saying he passed away due to respiratory distress. The patient had had neck cancer. He was part of a group of 150 heart and cancer patients who had arrived in Assam after a 2,700-kilometer journey. On returning, seven among them had tested positive. The state currently has 101 cases. More than 25 Indians who had landed in Indore from Kuwait last week have tested positive and have been admitted to Chirayu Hospital in Bhopal. Earlier, two Kuwait flights carrying 120 passengers, including tourists and students, had landed at the airport last week. After being screened, the passengers had been brought to Bhopal in buses and quarantined. On Saturday, more than a dozen of them had become ill. Madhya Pradesh currently has close to 5,000 cases and 250 deaths. Dear listeners, with the fourth phase of the lockdown upon us, it's hard to track all that has happened ever since the advent of the pandemic. There's a lot of information being shared in real time, and there's only so much one can take in before it gets overwhelming. Take Pune for example. From one case to a hundred patients a day, contact tracing of the first few cases that led to the spread of the disease provides the big picture into one of the most notorious hotspots in the country. Our reporter Pratik went on the ground and mapped the increase in cases by speaking to the first cases and health officials. Read his report titled "From the First Patient to Hundred Cases a Day: How Pune Became One of India's First Coronavirus Hotspots." Reports like these bring you a fact-checked timeline and an in-depth look into how a pandemic can pan out in states. But such reports require support from concerned citizens like you. If you listeners like our work, then don't hesitate to support us by subscribing to us. Go to newslaundry.com, click on the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website, and help us serve you better. The lowest subscription starts at rupees three hundred per month. Now on to international updates on coronavirus. More than four point seven million cases of COVID nineteen have been confirmed globally so far, with the death toll inching to three hundred fifteen thousand, according to John Hopkins tally. Spain reported a daily death toll below hundred for the first time in two months, with Italy's the lowest since the start of the lockdown. Yemen's Saudi-backed government has accused its Houthi forces of covering up a big outbreak of coronavirus in areas they hold. Currently, 128 infections and 20 deaths have been reported across nine of Yemen's 21 provinces. The Houthis hold most large population centers and have only announced four cases with one death, all in the capital Sanaa. In Thailand, the economy has shrunk for the first time in six years due to the pandemic. According to data released by the Economic Planning Agency, a nearly 40% drop was recorded in tourist arrivals in the first three months of 2020, when compared with the same period last year. The drop has led the economy to shrink 1.8% year-on-year in January to March. Similarly, Japan's economy has tipped into its first recession in four and a half years. Monday's first quarter gross domestic product or GDP data underlined the broadening effect of the outbreak, with exports plunging the most since the devastating March 2011 earthquake and tsunami. Global lockdowns and supply chain disruptions have also hit shipments of Japanese goods. China has said that it is premature to immediately launch an investigation into the origins and spread of the coronavirus. At a daily briefing, a spokesman told reporters that a vast majority of countries in the world believe the pandemic is yet not over. Dear listeners, if you wish to have easier access to our daily dose podcast, we've got news for you. This podcast is part of the Google News Briefing Now, which is a quicker way of listening to our daily episodes. To access Daily Dose on your news app, go through these steps. First, ask your Google Assistant to play the news. 
Then go to settings, click on add new source and look for daily dose. Once you find us, select it and adjust the order according to your preference. Now you're all set. All you have to do is tell Google to play the news and it should work. Now for some non-coronavirus updates. The British government had turned down India's request for the extradition of Tiger Hanif. Tiger Hanif was the alleged aide of Daud Ibrahim, who was wanted in India in connection with two bomb blasts in Surat in 1993. The first explosion was in January 1993 in a market on the Varacha Road in Surat, which killed an eight-year-old girl. And the second explosion was in April 1993 at Surat Railway Station. Hanif, whose full name is Mohammad Hanif Umarji Patel, was traced to a grocery store in Bolton, Greater Manchester, and was arrested by Scotland Yard on an extradition warrant in February 2010. The 57-year-old has since lost a number of legal attempts to stay in Britain despite claiming that he will be tortured in India. However, according to reports, the Home Office said that the extradition request was refused by then Secretary Sajid Javed and he was discharged by the court in August 2019. Hanif's extradition to India was first ordered by former Home Secretary Theresa May in June 2012. Arguments made on behalf of Hanif claimed that there was a real risk of torture if he was extradited to India. Under the India-UK extradition treaty, India is a category 2 country, which means the Home Secretary has final sign-off on any extradition request, which in this case was turned down, according to the report. A doctor stripped to the waist and shouted obscenities at a number of police officers in Andhra Pradesh, Vishakhapatnam, accusing them of working for Chief Minister Jagmohan Reddy. He accused the Chief Minister of killing Dalits. In a series of videos the doctor is seen with his hands tied behind him as cops take him away in an auto rickshaw it is not known why the doctor against whom multiple cases have been filed was tied up the doctor was later identified as dr k sudhakar of the area hospital in narsipatnam on april 8th he had been suspended on charges of spreading falsehoods about the government he had accused the state of not providing n95 face masks to medical staff treating covid-19 patients He had also alleged that doctors and nurses used the same mask for 15 days at a stretch. The incident on Saturday was filmed in a series of videos, some of which were shot by the cops themselves, in which the doctor, dressed in a pink shirt with a face mask hanging around his neck, is first seen shouting at cops from inside his parked car. Other videos show that the doctor is throwing stuff, including what appears to be packets of food, outside his car while verbally abusing the cops and daring them to assault him. Meanwhile the opposition party has accused the chief minister's party of torturing and humiliating the doctor by tying him up before taking him into custody. Visakhapatnam police commissioner has suspended one constable for inappropriate action during this incident. Now for some homegrown stuff for newslaundry.com. In early April, American magazine Wired published a long-form piece on the role of technology in facilitating the rise of a Hindu vigilante in Uttar Pradesh. The piece which appeared in the May issue of Wired's print magazine was by Muhammad Ali, a journalist based in Delhi and New York. In this interview with Manisha Pandey, Ali discusses the article, the role of social media in promoting hatred and more. Since it's behind the paywall, you'll have to subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. However, a 10-minute teaser snippet of the interview is available on YouTube for non-subscribers. Also, Don't forget to tune in to the latest episode of Highway on my podcast where Rocky, Mayur, Abhinandan and Prashant take a deep dive into their memories of their travels in Gujarat. They drive across multiple cities from coastal towns to bird sanctuaries sampling the food on the way. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. 
Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.